I'm already sweaty. This room is so hot. It's actually an already hot room in one of the hottest times of, of the year. One of the hottest years we've ever had. I feel like I'm dying. And welcome to another episode of The Last Ones in Podcast. I'm Dry Archuleta. I'm back this week, joined by Robbie. Hi. And in lieu of E, we have S. Sam, that is. Hi. That's her. <laughs> She's back after, like, what, nine months of not being on or something like that? Something, something ridiculous. like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, I think you haven't been on at all this year. Maybe, maybe once or twice? I don't even remember. This might be the first time this year. It might yeah, be. I think it's the first time. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Sam, you need to visit more often. Yeah. I think she would if she could. <laughs> yeah, uh, so today, so the reason why there's no E uh, is because I really, 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 really wanted to get to Skin Marink finally. It's been sitting in my coffee table. I got a coffee table with all the movies that I buy. It doesn't get to go on my shelf for my digital collection until it's watched. So this can finally be added. And it's just been sitting there since yeah. it came out. But you're just kind of not sure how E was going to react to it? I don't think E would do well with this movie. It is quite possible E would have just found the movie boring. But it is possible it could have traumatized him. We're not 100% sure because this is E we're talking about and we're never quite sure what sets him off and what doesn't. That is yeah. the thing with this is that like... I think you're going to either be in the camp of like, this was really fucking boring, this made no sense, why is this existing at all, or you're going to be like, oh my god, that fucked me up. I'm in the latter, I was also, uh, just for anybody who wants to know my first viewing of this, went and saw it in theaters, it was me, a couple other people, D, and Carlos has been on the podcast once. Okay, I was going to say some work colleagues that may or may not want to be added on to this podcast yeah, name-wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, went and saw it, went to a pizza place beforehand, and I had three drinks before we went and saw this movie, ate half a pizza, and then went into the theater and bought another 24-ounce beverage of alcohol. And so I was pretty drunk watching this movie, actually. I, I feel like under the influence, whether being drunk or being stoned, this movie could fuck you up more or more so than sober. Yes, this movie, every time I turn off the lights, uh, still comes to my mind. Every single time. Uh, this movie has fucked me up immensely. So it, what didn't help is that Liz was out of town for the weekend. So you're just in the house by yourself. Yeah, and it was a very late showing of this movie. It was like a 11 o'clock showing. Didn't get home until probably like 2 in the morning. Just super fucking dark. It was cold outside. It was, oh man, it was a whole thing, man. It, was, it scared the shit out of me. This movie traumatized me. Um, so that's where I was coming out on my first showing of this. Uh, my second showing, different setting. It was hot. Uh, we were in my living room in a dark enough area where we're all a bit sleepy. A little and bit, yeah. So you're kind, we were fighting ourselves to not fall asleep because this movie does a thing to where... It is very dark. There's a ton of white noise. It's very easy to fall asleep to this movie. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. We view- all prevailed, though. Yes. Viewer yeah. be warned about that. I think the best time to watch this movie would be with headphones very loud in yes. the dark. Um, I feel like headphones would um, definitely amplify the spookiness of it. Yes. Well, it would amplify the spookiness and then also 
I had a little bit trouble like hearing the dialogue sometimes, which I think was yeah. on purpose. It's on purpose. It, yeah. But like, I feel like I have more context of, like what they were saying with some of the parts of it. Cause like, even whenever it had the subtitles in this movie, what the, it sounded like they were saying, what was on the screen sounded like, or seemed like two different things sometimes. They were not. They're the same thing. Yeah. Even in theaters where this movie was extremely loud, you still couldn't understand what they're saying. <laughs> okay. It's very purposeful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I had seen it. This is my second viewing of this movie. Robbie, you had never seen it, and I've been just splurge splurging. I have just been saying nonstop good stuff about this movie. You have. I th- I will say I think you overhyped it a little bit. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think you also know my history with stuff like this too, and like growing up with like kind of a or living in a spooky house for a little while there, and sure. so I expected it to be a little bit more like that and. In some ways it was, in some ways it wasn't. I think that there was a lot of static shots that they probably were betting too much on, I think is the word I'm looking for. Like, they kind of relied on it a bit too much, because, like, one thing that is kind of cool about this movie is because it has, like, a VHS filter over the entire movie. Not a VHS filter, shot on film. Oh, it was actually shot on? Mm -hmm. Okay. Then it looks like it was shot through, like, a old, like, 90s home camera that uses VHS tapes. It was... If I remember correctly, it was shot on an old film camera. Okay. I don't remember the exact one. But But yeah, like there is definitely a lot of film grain in this movie, like tons and tons of film grain. Yes. Um, Which adds to the effects of like what you see in a lot of these shots too. And like it kind of pulls the feeling of like what is hiding in the darkness Mm -hmm. kind of our atmosphere. But like. I feel like sometimes it relies on it a bit too much. And then, like you said, there's like that white noise in there wherever like the entire film sounds like they had the cast like talking into like an old cheap tape recorder, which also is very purposeful with this movie. And it does work to its effect. But like, I think for me, the first half of it was kind of boring, but it did pick up and it did get more interesting as the film got or went forward. And like, I feel like the second half is much like, I like the second half much more than like the first half of this movie. I think the second half is much more in your face about things that are going on. Yeah. yeah. And the first half is, on second viewing, I would say the first half is very obvious of what's going on still, actually. Uh, first viewing, I did not realize for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And like, I think I got an inkling. Like, it felt like you've already seen like what the full picture is and you know what or what to get out of it. And it feels like I was trying to look at it with a broken flashlight, which is kind of also something that happens in this movie mm-hmm. is like you see I... it's like you know having a broken flashlight in a cave and like you can only see little bits and pieces of like what's around you i think and that's like, very purposeful it, it is very purposeful <laughs> but like i was gonna say sometimes it's to its benefit sometimes it's not but i think i don't have the full context of it so maybe that might be what it is i think this film is exactly what you let it be right and it's... it is very much into it or it is very much interpreting of like what's interpreting yes i I said what i said interpreting (laughs) it turpentines what it wants to (laughs) things there are a lot there are so there is a very basic story to this movie yeah i want to hear uh sam's thoughts and then your guys is what you think right and like yeah that's my kind of like basic thoughts of it without getting too much into like what this film is right so there is like a very canon of what this movie what is happening in this movie right and then there's things that are up to interpretation uh, I've not listened to the commentary on this, so there might be some stuff in there that he's like, oh, this is exactly what's happening, which I am interested to listen to the commentary. Yeah, I, honestly, I am also yeah. listen, interested in the commentary. Me too, actually. I interested in listening definitely. to the commentary to like get 
more details and like what this actually is. <laughs> but like overall, I did like the film, but I, it is very much a slow burn. This movie might be slower than A Ghost Tale. It is a ghost story. Yeah. It is a ghost, ghost story. story yeah. a ghost story. Different movies also, but much slower than a ghost story. Um, this movie, it's. I would say it feels faster paced in my second viewing because I know what I'm looking for and what I'm going and what I'm like trying to see. But, but uh, let's get Sam. Yeah. Uh, well, you you liked it, didn't like it, Robbie? I did like it. Did like it? Okay, Sam. What are your initial thoughts on that? Um, my initial thoughts is. Um, I didn't find it like super, super scary. I found it more disturbing in some parts. Um, yeah. Okay. Than anything. The creep atmosphere uh, is definitely like way up there in this movie. Yeah. I will say that it kind of like initially just, it kind of felt like you're high. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of have a, a dreamscape feeling to it. I think it's because it. of the film grain. It's like, and because it's so dark, it's like, it sort of distorts and like, I don't know, gives you weird vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what it feels like when you're stoned, like really stoned. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I like about the movie so much, uh, and it's the static shots they're always talking about. It's mostly static shots. There's maybe two parts in the entire movie where you just get a direct shot of a person. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I noticed, which is it felt kind of abstract i guess yes and sometimes you don't really know what you're looking at it's especially when it's a lot darker mm-hmm. right um, so you're kind of your brain is just kind of like Has trying to, fill to in the blanks. yeah fill right. in the blanks and trying to interpret what's happening which is really interesting it's kind um, of like that sense of like which is like when you're sorry oh. um basically like when it's quiet and you're like Try to fall asleep, but you're staring to the darkness. Yes. And like something sort of like start morphing and stuff. Like yeah, you get that intrusive thought of like, is that a face? Yeah. yeah. That's this entire <laughs> Or movie. something moving or a shadow. Or yeah, I was like, going to say, it's almost like someone's sitting in the corner watching you and then you turn on the lights and like, oh, it's a pile of laundry. I need to fold still. Yeah, pretty yes. much. And yeah. there's like a lot of shots that kind of Yeah, this movie is filled to the brim with those shots. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought that was actually really cool. There's a lot of interesting shots. Felt like it. I I think what they're trying to do was like with the shots was basically making it so it felt like you're. I don't know, like the the seeing it from a child's view. <laughs> That's yeah. what I think because the shots are usually from down below, either very close to the floor or looking up. And that's what I see. <laughs> that's probably very purposeful and <laughs> too. Yeah, like there are some shots that are inverted in a weird way of like it's a mirrored image of what you saw before. Like they're actually staring at the the floor, but they have the camera upside down. So it looks like you're staring at the ceiling, but you can't really tell until you like really focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of interesting. Ton of interesting visuals in this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Even something boring as a corner on a wall gets turned into this weird art piece of like, wow, that's that is intense. Like that is an intense yeah. image, and it's just a fucking house. It's the corner yeah. wall of a house. Uh, one thing yeah. that is very popular right now that this movie does uh, do a lot with is it almost feels like a liminal space. Yeah, with a lot of the shots too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Um, so would you say you enjoyed it, Sam? I did enjoy it. Definitely a slow burn. Um, yes. 
it's I don't know. It's just me. I fall asleep at everything. But like, <laughs> I definitely was starting to fall asleep. But I wanted to see what was like happening, and I didn't want to miss anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, this movie, yeah. this movie does have that ability because it is yeah. a bunch of white noise. Bunch of white dark, noise. You have to super concentrate into the darkness, yeah. which your brain immediately wants to shut down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your brain wants to shut down and fall asleep, and it's like lulling you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think is also Until, purposeful. Which is interesting because yeah. there's like a lot of shots that where you're like sort of falling and then like something happens and you yeah. gotta jump out of it you're like forced to jump out of it yeah <laughs> that is one thing that like at the beginning kind of annoyed me a little bit but it did work to its uh it, it worked pretty well is like towards the beginning of it is like there's a lot of those dark shots and like you ask yourself like is there something in the dark and like no nah, it's nothing it's just a static shot and then it kind of lulls you into a false sense of security until <laughs> something else pops up and you're like, whoa, what yeah. the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so a little bit of the information here that I'm going to share. I'm not going to read the back of the box yet because I do want to hear your guys' theories about what is happening in this movie okay. before I get there. But if somebody wants to watch this before listening to the rest of this, uh, you can do so Hulu, uh, Premium, AMC+, Plus, uh, YouTube, Premium, Primetime subscription, so TV subscription, Amazon Prime Video Premium subscription, YouTube TV Premium subscription, Google Play, and Movies and TV for $3.99, and Voodoo for $3.99. Or, if you have a Shutter subscription, it is on there because it was produced by Shutter, kind of. It was purchased afterwards by Shutter for distribution. This was a IFC originally? No. This was a crowdfunded movie. Oh, so like a Patreon thing. Yes, it or a Kickstarter or maybe Kickstarter. one of those things. Well, yeah, <laughs> one of those. Uh, he made a hundred thousand uh, dollars. I could have swore he said the original budget was like fifteen thousand dollars for this movie. I won't look it up just so that way I won't don't accidentally see something I'm not supposed to. Okay, yeah, the budget for this movie I was actually very wrong was fifteen thousand. Okay, because uh, I remember hearing that number for it, and like I, you can definitely tell it does feel very much like an independent film. However, I also feel like even if he had $100 million to make this movie, it would still look exactly the same as it does right now. I think that it's actually better that it was so low budget because it just adds to the atmosphere yeah. of the VHS or and whatever. A- yeah. Or it, film, I guess. Well, actually, uh, it was shot digitally. It was a bunch of After Effects filters on there. Okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I was right. Well. Uh, um, it was shot in his childhood home. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm guessing that his childhood home is currently owned by somebody else right now, which is why there's that thank you at the very beginning of the movie. It's like, thank you for the kindness of like letting us film in your home, basically. Yeah. Movie is an hour and 40 minutes long. Came out in 2022 in theaters. It was picked up for distribution for a very limited release in theaters by Shudder and then to later be released on Shudder. The movie did remarkably well. Right. I, people have talked a lot about this movie, about how insanely scary it is for like what they what the movie actually is. Yes. So this movie was only supposed to have in, I think it was like 150 screens or something like that. One showing in 150 screens. They sold out immediately. Okay. So they added another one, sold out immediately. So it ended up being in theaters for three weeks when it was only supposed to be in theaters for one night. And I think it went up to something like a thousand screens in the US. Damn. Um. Want to say it ended up making between three and four million dollars, which is really good from fifteen thousand, right? Yeah. Uh, even, uh, much more than even the hundred thousand that I first suspected. Um, 
I mean, even if it was a hundred thousand dollars, like that's insane. still yeah, insane. I I want to call it markup, but it's not markup profit. <laughs> of uh, profit. profit. Yeah, yeah, they made off of it. Uh, so yeah, just insane profits on that. Uh, the way that we watched it was the uh, Blu-ray Steelbook came out. I got that. Uh, so there is a Blu-ray out there of it. It's fairly cheap. I will say that if you want to get just the DVD, not the Steelbook, it's like ten dollars. Pretty much anywhere new. Right. So it's pretty easy to find physically if you want to do that. But there are those places that I named before. So. And I will say also because of like the film grain that is on this, I don't know how much more you'll get out of the Blu-ray than our image quality wise than you would out of the DVD. I think you'll get more out of the uh, on Blu-ray than you will DVD, honestly, just for the initial fact of the graininess of what is here is meant to be there. Right. Whereas on a DVD, you're going to also get that pixelation and color distortion from it being 480p compressed onto DVD. I think Blu-ray is the correct way to watch this. Uh, I do not think that a 4K, if they were to do that, I don't think you would get anything yeah, more out of that. no benefit, really, because yeah. it's just like... There's not any colors to <laughs> pop at you, really. Uh, there's so much grain in there in post-processing right. that you wouldn't be able to see through it anyway. It's. Uh, I think Blu-ray physically is going to be the best you're going to do, purposely so, in a lot of ways. I would be very interested to watch if they did a VHS rip of this, and I would be interested to watch this on yeah. a CRT. Yeah. That would be fun. I would actually... <laughs> we would have to get a v- our VCR and get a CRT, but... Yeah. I actually would not be surprised if VHS makes a comeback soon. I think it will. <laughs> yeah. I honestly do. Cassettes are kind of making a comeback. They did. Yeah. They made a comeback. Cassettes and vinyl are definitely making a comeback. Like most new bands put out a cassette now yeah, as well whenever they make new... A lot of black metal bands yeah, do, it's honestly. Ri- it's ridiculous. Cassettes yeah. sound like garbage. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was going to say, like, it makes sense for black metal. Yeah. Like, yeah. even, like, flak level of black metal still sounds like it's coming from a cassette tape. <laughs> but yeah. once again, very purposely so. Much yeah. like this movie, yeah. very purposely looks like it was shot on, like, an old school 90s, like, home recorder. Yeah. 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 Uh, so before I read the back of this box, uh, I'm going to go to Sam first, actually. What do you think was going on in this movie? What do you think the plot was? What do you think the overall thing? Spoilers for this movie. Sam might be right. Sam might not be right. So spoilers for <laughs> this Cinema Rank forward. going forward. Because after they say what they think happened, I will say what the official thing that is going on. Okay. Okay. Um, so I think it could go one of two ways. It could be a horrible, tragic story, like real, or it could go into the supernatural, which... I don't think so. I don't know. Because um, <laughs> the parents, like, the kids are like, where's mom and dad or whatever. But then they're there, but then they're not. Were they just, like, rotting up there? Did the dad kill the mom <laughs> and the children? Or did the one of the kids go insane? <laughs> Were they just stuck there forever? Or was it, like, a demon? <laughs> What do you think? I don't know, really. Like, I feel like it could be interpreted like any, either way, honestly. I would like to think that because it's me, like some sort of psychological stuff going on <laughs> and not the supernatural. Because when I guess sometimes when things go into the supernatural, I like don't care that much about it. Like, it's, it's not as scary to me, I guess. Interesting. 
I think, psychological and, like, true horror, like, horrible things happening is a lot more terrifying. <laughs> Something more uh, realistically tangible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Robbie. I have a couple theories on it. Uh, it kind of, it almost feels like either it's like some weird sleep paralysis thing that's happening with the kid. And, you know, they're seeing things in their sleep paralysis state that they're not sure exactly what it is. And so their mind makes up what is actually happening around them that, or, uh, because they're, you know, up alone late at night by themselves in the, you know, the dark quiet of the house and they're fighting sleep. Uh, they're, brain is also coming up with things that are around them that aren't really there because they're trying to fight sleep because they're scared of what will happen if they do fall asleep. So that's more or less my theory about it is that it's either, you know, some kind of sleep paralysis, like they are asleep, but they're seeing things in the dark that aren't really there or they're fighting sleep and it's causing them to kind of hallucinate what's in what's actually in the dark. Okay. Very innocent yeah. feeling. Yes. Kind of thing for me. Okay. So now I'm just remembering another part of it, which is at the beginning of the movie where I guess the, a kid fell down the stairs or something. and mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Kevin father's like, um, he's all right, or it's all right, whatever. <laughs> the kid. <laughs> yeah. Child is fine. <laughs> the child is okay. They just fell and hit their head. Child secure. <laughs> and then they're like, and then he was like, um, is it bleeding? Like he was talking to his wife or something on the phone. And then yeah. it just like cuts from there. Like we don't get answers. Don't get answers. We just kind of have to yeah. fill in the blanks ourselves, basically. I, my interpretation watching it is almost like one of the kids fell down the stairs and they had to take them to the hospital late at night. And then one of the other kids woke up to a house that by themselves and wasn't sure exactly what was going on. Is kind of how I saw it, at least. And then possibly <laughs> whatever yeah. demon that was haunting the house, whether real or of their imagination, was starting to torment them. Okay. Um, where the kid hit its head and the father didn't. Oh yeah, maybe the, the kid hospital. who hit his head is the one that's having all these vivid, weird hallucinations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, a lot of people online attached to that that kid hitting his head part, mm-hmm. which I think is fair. I think that that is a valid thought of something that is causing things to happen in this. I think if you read the back of the box of this, you are immediately put into a different headspace. Because the back of the box says very clearly what is happening in this movie. Okay. Okay. So the back of the box is... Two children wake up in the middle of night to find their father is missing, and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. Skinamarink is a -a one-of-a-kind film that recreates the sensation of being very young and essentially powerless, unable to even articulate why everything feels so... wrong. That is... Yeah. Because I did notice that too, is that like windows and doors would just kind of like pop in and out of existence. Like, so they're trapped inside of that house. And then even whenever they tried calling 911 at one point in time, the phone wasn't even working. God, yeah. Like, it definitely feels like a nightmare, to be honest. Like an actual, like, straight up nightmare. Like, in that sense where things. You're like you're Things trying to like, very... run from something and then like the doors start to disappear and well, like the hallways say, start like, to stretch out and everything. Everything feels familiar, but at the same time there's something off. Everything feels a bit wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely Which is why I was saying kind of like that sleep paralysis feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um so the director has a YouTube channel. Uh 
Kyle Edward Ball. I didn't know about this YouTube channel before watching this movie, by the way. But he has a YouTube channel, which is essentially things in short form that feel very similar to this. Sound style, visual style. Uh, I think there's something like a couple dozen videos on there that are very much in the style of Skinamarink with requested things from people who like the channel. So he had that before he ever did this movie. And that was where this movie came from, actually, because people would request certain things from him, like, oh, uh, there's a fire on the other side of town, or like, there's a fire across the street, and you're watching it from your window. And like, he would recreate what that feeling is. Mm -hmm. But the one request that he kept getting over and over and over and over again was you wake up in the middle of night, and your parents are gone, and you can't escape your house. Yeah. And that was the one thing that everybody kept requesting. He's like, this is a huge request. Everybody wants to see it. I'll, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to make it big. I'm going to make it a movie. So I need your guys' help for funding if I'm going to do this. And so that's where this got started. Uh, that's what this is. This is the most requested thing was you wake up in the middle of the night. Your parents are gone. You're a child. And you can't get out of your house. That's where the initial idea for this came from. Yeah. And I think it nails that. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, how <laughs> that you mentioned it, <laughs> it does feel very, um, yeah, helpless. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it, it seemed like it was filmed like as a point of view as a child, so that's yes, that makes Th perfect sense. <laughs> that was also very purposeful, yeah, very low angles, very sharp angles, yeah, uh, abstract angles because especially when you're that young, when you're four, five, six years old, yeah, the world doesn't have a steady stream of consciousness it just yeah. doesn't <laughs> it just is yeah that's part of the reason why i was saying it kind of feels like almost sleep paralysis wise is just because like things are always going against you whenever you're in that state and like that sense of powerlessness and i think it, i'm basing my thought process off of like nightmares that i've actually had which is why this movie had a very dreamlike feel in my opinion at least yeah yeah uh that's where the thing of there is some interpretation on what's going on comes into play. It is directly after that phone call that you guys talked about. Because the first 15 minutes, maybe 15, 20 minutes of this movie, it's just kids running around the house playing. All the lights are on. It just feels like a normal house, but at night, very late. Right. Mm -hmm. And after that 15, 20 minute mark where that phone call happens, because you hear, doo -doo 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 -doo, ah! and it cuts, and you hear, doo -doo 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 -doo. dad picking up the phone. You don't really see it, kind of, yeah. but you hear it. Yeah. And he's like, hey, yeah, no. No, he, yeah, Kevin fell down the stairs. No, 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 he's fine. Yeah, no, just a couple of stitches, it's, it's fine. I think he just, and it cuts out. And from there, every interpretation is on the table. Because that's when things start to get weird. Because it immediately cuts to lights being off. Right. Uh, cuts to things being weird. The most popular fan theory online is that this is all Kevin in a coma. He hit his head, fell down. When it cuts off from his dad talking is when he falls into the coma. And this is all taking place in his mind. He's slowly dying and fading away. And so that's what you see here, is why everything starts to get so abstracted and so weird, is because the farther into the coma and closer to death he is, the less he starts remembering things, the less everything feels real and physical and uh, tangible. The and more by the end surreal it, everything gets. Yeah, and by the end of it, of why it's just like that face that he can't quite see, but it is there. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a very popular theory online. The one that the director has said is 
there is a creature. There is something. Don't know what it is. Don't know how paranormal it is. But it controls time. And it is playing with Kevin and Kaylee. Okay. I think that's really cool. (laughs) And going into this movie on the second watching, knowing that, I think made it feel more like a movie and less like a feeling like that first time is that first time I watched it was just feelings back and forth and like kind of yeah. not really knowing what's going on the second time I watched it, I was like oh this is a movie this has like a direct narrative there's like steps being taken act one act two act three like it actually feels mm-hmm. like a movie when you have that context uh well you know there actually is some kind of creature hiding in the darkness yeah yeah, yeah. there's something controlling everything something going on now he doesn't explain more than that Right. So what its powers are and the kind of control that it has over the situation is up to whatever you feel it is. I feel like much like the dark scenes in this, uh, the less you know, the better. So the fact that he yeah. is very vague on what is actually happening and like what that creature actually is and everything kind of helps this movie because it's kind of one of those, like we said, it looks like somebody's staring at you in the corner of your room and, until you turn the lights on, you realize, oh, it's a pile of laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah. like it's... once you turn the lights on and know exactly what's going on, it may not have the same effect. Yeah, I think um it, it really does not show hardly anything. And I think that's kind of the best parts about it because your mind fills in all those blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> and... yeah. I mean, that's one thing I was going to say that I did like about this movie uh, that like kind of annoyed me at first is a lot of those dark scenes. It felt like maybe there's something hiding in the darkness, but if you stare at it long enough, you just kind of realize it's nothing. But like the further this movie goes along, the more you see like almost like the static turning into movement like you are because like there are some dark scenes that feel like it's moving up until they turn a light on and then you realize it's still a static shot, mm-hmm. uh, static shot that's happening. And like later on in the movie it also feels like there's a face staring back at you more so than at the beginning of the movie so it like slowly creeps in this feeling until you know you had that final frame to where you can definitely see there's a face staring back at you at the end of it yeah. yes so Which that- i think if anything were the mostly paralysis part was probably that part <laughs> Since I've like experienced sleep paralysis, and that's kind of a yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have too. But then this also goes back to like the creepy house that I used to live in, because the room that I was in, uh, like I grew up in a single parent household for a while there. I had to share a room with my mom, and we had bunk beds, and I slept on the top bunk bed. And the one thing my mom collected was porcelain dolls. And sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night from a nightmare, and the only thing, like the first thing I would see waking up was the light from the gas station coming into the room and like the glass eyes reflecting are off the light and like staring directly at me. Yeah. (laughs) Which if I tried looking away from that, I looked towards our uh, closet, which our closet had curtains over it. And you could just swear that those curtains are moving in the middle of the night. Yep. Mm -hmm. Man, that room was fucking creepy. Yeah. (laughs) And I I slept in that room for seven years and dealt with that more often than I would like to admit. Yeah. Uh, that, That room just fucked me up so yeah like i was gonna say that this movie kind of reminded me of like waking up in the middle of the night like with sleep paralysis in that room yeah with like some of the weird things you just see in the corners of of the shadows of like what may or may not be there yeah so the plot points of this movie there's really just five parts to discuss i think because then it's just kind of vibe it's like plot point vibes plot point vibes plot point vibes yeah 
for the most part. Uh, the big thing is after the phone call, you get all that initial stuff. You get some shots showing that there's a uh, door or window and it's in there and then it just fades away or pops out. And you get mm-hmm. some sort of dialogue from the kids of like, where did the door go? Or like, where did it go? And like, yeah. you're just seeing like that there's no longer a window there. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids wandering around the house with all the lights on, which is very important to say at the very beginning of this movie, even after the Kevin falling down the stairs part, all the lights are still on. All the lights are still functioning. Yeah. And every now and then they'll like turn the lights on, look in a room and then turn the lights off when they're leaving. Yes. Um, the closest hint you get towards things going very badly are like, where's dad? Yeah. Uh, they never say where's mom. Because Just I think dad? the implication is that mom was never there. Right. Which I think is also important for a part later in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, like, me. It, there's, they kind of set up a thought when it comes to the mom yeah. later on in the movie but yeah they do ask like where's dad yeah and like you hear like you just hear dad you don't know who dad's talking to he's talking to somebody on the phone saying like oh yeah yeah he has some stitches but then like yeah dad's not home they don't know where he is and like things are off and they're not sure why yeah so they're just wandering around they are eating breakfast because it's they're waking up they're eating they're doing their thing but they just can't leave and then they're walking through the hall and they see that the nightlight's out so they plug it back in they go about their business, go downstairs, keep watching cartoons. So they just have this VHS player that's playing the same cartoon tape over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Which is a theme of things repeating themselves over and over yes. and over again. It's all the same, all the time. Everything's mm-hmm. always the same. And so they're like doing all that. And then one of the, I think it's Kaylee says like, I think it's time to go to bed. And then they wake up and it's like, I think it. I think it's time to wake up. And they start going about their business. They eat breakfast again. They start looking around. And so you immediately get the feeling of like, okay, it's still nighttime. Everything's still this way. But mm-hmm. these kids think it's morning. Yeah, there's So nobody. something's going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're kids and there's nobody there to tell them, you know, yeah. what to do. So the, they just, which is like, I don't know. It's such a horrible thing that people abandon kids like that anyway they do i've been watching some videos man there's so many times where kids are just like abandoned in these awful homes um but that's not what's happening here (laughs) so yeah that's the big plot point you kind of get some feelings of like things are off things are wrong where are the parents Mm -hmm. why are these kids so scared and frightened of all these little small things and then slowly uh lights stop working like yeah. they halt this hall light that they always have on while they're watching TV goes off one night and they both walk over there and you hear them flipping the light switch on and off and on and off and nothing happens. And then they just walk back to the TV without saying anything. And that's like, ugh, this, that's why I like this movie so much. Also is the storytelling is so like, you've got to be paying attention, right? You cannot yeah. fucking just be on your phone wandering off. Like mm-hmm. even that little sound of like that light going off and seeing those kids walk towards something, hearing light switches, like, that tells you so much about things are yeah. going badly. Which is why I, I think it would actually be better to use headphones. Yes. So you could hear every little thing. Yeah. It's like hearing the light switch going when, on and off, like not working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's uh, hard to hear when there's like a bunch of background noise out in the Yeah, because <laughs> like so. you sometimes forget that it's there, but that white noise is technically always there. It's yeah. always there. And, but I was going to say like you can tell like it almost hits like a point of no return when the night light goes out. Yes. Because, like, the nightlight gets unplugged at one point in time. They plug it back in, and it still works. But then, eventually, even that goes out. Mm-hmm. And then they're left to just the TV and the living room light being on. Yeah. And that's when they're, like, going upstairs, like, looking for Dad. And they, well, they're 
sitting downstairs and they hear goo, 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 upstairs one night mm-hmm. and they're like what was that and then they eventually go upstairs they go into the bedroom and their dad's just sitting there like dad mm-hmm. like look under the bed this part actually like stuck with me it, it scares so the spooky. shit out of me <laughs> It's so scary. Like, oh my god! I, I kept on like waiting for something to pop up whenever he looked under the bed because, like, they look under the bed, and, like nothing's there, and like he just doesn't say anything, and then they look again. But again, I think it's even better that nothing was there because, like, yeah, your imagination starts just... going wild of like <laughs> what is under the bed. Like, why would you tell me that? Why would? <laughs> yeah, this part makes me so tense, and like, yeah. that's the thing about this movie is. You're going to be laying down for bed tonight in the dark, and mm-hmm. you're going to think about this movie. <laughs> you don't think you are right now. You don't think you're going to, but I guarantee you are going to lay down to go to sleep tonight, and you are going to think about this movie, and you're like, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, he uh, they look under the bed a second time. When they come back up, the dad's not there. The kid looks over to the other side of the bed, and their mom is there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that... Again, it, setting up that the mom wasn't in the house before is such a huge thing. Cause you're like, even the kids know this isn't mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of works to the advantage that you never see anybody's face in yeah. this movie. Because you just see the back of her head. Mm-hmm. And like, if that's not mom, who is it? Like, yes. And you mm-hmm. can't see who, like, you can't see a face. And like, they just barely move too. So like, it's yeah. just enough to know, like, it's something. I'm not just seeing something. Like, I'm not just seeing like a static image in the dark. My mind's not playing tricks on me. Somebody is actually there. Yeah. And then I forget exactly what the mom says, but it's like something's going on or something like that. Yeah. But as it's going on and trailing off, it gets very deep and raspy, which is a very yeah. subtle thing that it does, but it's like something's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the person looks over uh, or the camera, which you're in point of view of Keely, I think at the time, or Keely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Kaylee looks over to what I assume is the bathroom and looks back and the mom's not there on the bed anymore and you hear some sounds from the right. Mm-hmm. Kaylee looks back towards the bathroom and which we assume it is. It's just like it's a dark doorway. It could be going yeah, into the hallway, be, it could be a bathroom, who knows. Could be anything. I just assumed it's a bathroom because yeah. it's the master bedroom where the parents are. Um and then you hear the mom being like, "Kaylee, go downstairs. Okay, honey?" Then you hear and you just see a hand on the doorway, and then it cuts down downstairs. I even see the hand. Yeah, you, yeah, see you, a hand you definitely see a hand. The... Like, <laughs> I, I assume they had somebody wearing like a ninja suit, like standing in the doorway, so that Something. you could not see they are where they were. Yeah, because like the hand that grabs the doorway, it's pitch black, and it's for like two or three frames that you yeah, see it's this like, hand. It's snapshot fast. Yeah, I even see it. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> And that's to pay it. attention for on second viewing, I guess. Yeah. I and guess then so. you go down to Kevin's point of view for probably a good fifteen minutes. Yeah. And Kevin just wandering around the bottom of the house, uh, trying to figure things out, watching cartoons, playing with toys. Yeah. Uh, Which you can kind of hear them like putting Legos together and building things to try to pass the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then eventually, uh, Kaylee does come back down. He's like, "Where, what were you doing up there? What was going on?" No answer. Just mm-hmm. keep playing with Legos. And then Kaylee's missing again after that. Yeah. yeah. And then you get a lot of silence of just Kevin wandering around, not saying anything, not like, hey, where are you? Or anything like that. Not freaking out. Just wandering around looking for 
something. Yeah. Who knows what? An exit out, parents, Kaylee, who fucking knows? But you're in Kevin's point of view, just looking around this dark house. I think this is about when Kevin finds a flashlight, too. Mm-hmm. Which it does a good job before this, but like before he finds a flashlight of like your eyes have adjusted to the darkness, but you still yeah. can kind of see what's going on, but not really. Yeah, it's to the point to where when Kevin turns on the flashlight, it actually feels like kind of too bright to where you right. can't see through the light because yeah. your eyes are so used to the dark at this point. And they do that with the TV sometimes too. Like when yeah. it shows the TV, mm-hmm. the TV is so There's bright, like, you can't see the image that's on the TV. Like yeah. very high contrast. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. But you can see the Legos and everything on the floor just fine still. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so... Great lighting in this movie, honestly. Great lighting. So <laughs> well thought out. Uh, Kevin's wandering around until one point he walks into some room and it's just Kaylee sitting down with her back turned mm-hmm. towards Kevin. And Kevin's like, Kaylee? What's happening? And then it just turns the other way and it's Kaylee but with no mouth. Yeah. Or eyes. Or eyes. Or just eyes. nothing. Nothing there. It's almost Slenderman-esque of like how almost. blank her face is. And this is like the best shot you get of somebody's face is yeah. with yeah. no face there. And then after this, you don't see Kaylee. Yeah, and it's just yeah. Kevin. It's just Kevin. Um, you get, I think you get a couple of glimpses of Kaylee, like her legs or something like that in a couple of shots. Yeah. But you never hear from her again. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. almost expecting that throughout some of the shots of like where are showing like the darkness of like something that's static and like you think you see something but you're not sure until it moves. I was mm-hmm. waiting yeah. for more shots like that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Kevin is just wandering around the house for a long time. Uh, turning flashlight on, l- uh, lights just don't function anymore. Things start to get even more fucked up in the house. Yeah. Doors that were there before aren't there anymore. Uh, starts to feel upside down. And then Kevin's sitting there one night and you just hear, Kevin, put the knife in your eye. And you hear, <laughs> yeah, and you just hear, yeah, you just kind of, like a kid. Crying. Yeah, it's almost like if your next door, if like your next door's neighbor's kid screamed, yeah. is the, like how far away it sounds. Yes. And then, which it almost felt like the mother said that to him because I, I could have swore I saw like it showed the mother silhouette again, like the back of her uh, right before you heard put the knife in your eye. Could have been. Could have been. Which could be the monster knows? just choosing a figure that it thinks comforts children to fuck with them. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Whatever this creature is, is fucking with Kevin and Keeley. Right. Yeah. A lot. To the point to where it is running things back. So at this point, you don't get any more words from Kevin either. Yeah. Uh, the you only do, well, there is yeah, the you do a little bit because call. after that he does there call. is the nine one one call. Yeah, yes. he calls nine one one and says like, I don't remember exactly what he said. Like he didn't say that he put a knife in his eye. He just said he was bleeding. He said yeah. He like he said he f- uh, he might have said that he fell. He cut himself with, or something like yeah, that. Like yeah. He, but yeah, like says that and nine one one operator is like, okay, like it, are your parents home? No. Like, where are they? I don't. I don't know. Can you leave the house? No, I don't know where the door is. Yeah. And like, I was like, what? What do you? What do you mean you don't know where the door is? And then it's mostly just like a one-sided conversation. From yeah, like you can't yeah. hear Kevin Dispatcher. anymore, but you can hear like, please stay on the line. We'll bring some grown-ups over there to help you, and like tries to get some more questions out of them, like like a nine-one-one operator actually does, because they're if they need to keep someone on the line, if they're hurt, they need to know that they're still conscious, so they ha- keep asking questions, even if they don't really mean anything, because as long as they get an answer, the person is still alive and they're yeah. still lucid yeah 
Um, and then the call just kind of ends and it goes back to that dead tone that we had heard from earlier in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's a little while and you hear, <laughs> is that the TV starts to distort a little bit and then it starts playing the same cartoon, the same scene Very forward and back, forward and back, which is yeah. just forward like and back. so haunting it's disturbing it it's it genuinely is. disturbing yeah it's one of those things of just like something that seems so innocent at first on repeated uh, viewings or repeated hearing of it it almost distorts itself to where it's almost unrecognizable it's like staring at a word too long and then the word loses its meaning yeah. and it just looks like symbols on the page yep and it's just mixed in with a lot of disturbing stuff so it's like yeah and then <laughs> It's a bit later in the movie, but you really do get the sense that this creature is completely fucking you with Kevin mm-hmm. because um, you hear Kevin uh, and you're like, are you the one that did that? And like, in my mind, it's talking about the phone call because it's not too terribly long after the phone call mm-hmm. um, with the voice like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then you get, you get it cut or as much as the movie cuts i guess yeah it cuts to black and comes back in and there's a bunch of legos on the ceiling uh and it's toys to the wall and it says 567 days yeah, later. yeah like what was up with that <laughs> so the thing my liked- theory is is that this creature has been fucking with kevin for 567 days not letting kevin out of this hellhole nightmare of this forever nighttime kevin is just living this awful night over and over and over again being tortured so it's not even that like we're not seeing things or like things are different every night i think it is kevin is living this nightmare over and over again of his parents Mm -hmm. are gone he finds his sister with no uh face stabs himself in the eye every night over and over and over and over again yeah Yeah, and and then even that is one thing that the creature does say at one point in time is because when he asks where kaylee is uh, he said she didn't do what I told her to, so I took her mouth away. Yeah. yeah, there's also like, and so it's almost like he keeps doing the same thing over and over every night because he's scared of what will happen if he doesn't. Yeah, there's also one, well, a few scenes, but when this one scene in particular, where it's like dark, obviously, but like <laughs> there's a door and there's like blood splatter on the door, but it's like high up. Yes. Yeah. Not well, that's what I was saying with like child. the inverted of it, though, because like you yeah. can't tell if it's a ceiling or the floor because of how it's weirdly yeah. inverted. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, so I don't know. So that's where I get the thing because the cartoon plays itself back and forth. So I think that's like showing mm-hmm. that's the same night over and over, same yeah. things over and yeah. over. And then the blood, that splatter, blood splatter is from when Kevin stabs himself in the eye with the knife. Yeah, and just yeah. happening over and over again. And he's just having to live through this over and over and over. Yeah. Which Mike. Or might be where the theory of like he's in a coma because he's reliving this nightmare in a coma over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, it also could, could just be a, a creature fucking with him over and over again. <laughs> I subscribe to the creature fucking with him over and over again because I think it's super fucked up. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the laugh that this creature has is just so malicious. <laughs> Which towards this part in there too, like you feel like the static is moving more and more because like yeah. there's certain mm-hmm. times towards like the end of this movie when you see the dark static it feels like there's something crawling towards you the entire time yeah it really does um you get some really great hauntingly beautiful shots of this kind of abyss it feels like this house underwater and you see this house and to to me that even when i watched in theaters i was like 
oh, so like this is like he's stuck in this abyss nightmare. There's literally no way out. Mm-hmm. Like very Silent Hill, very like PT feeling yeah. of like yeah. you're I, living this nightmare over and over. Yeah, and like with the when it shows like the 572 days or however long it was exactly, and like the hallways getting longer and longer as it goes yeah. through. Like once again, for me, it feels like sleep paralysis of like you're walking down a hallway and the hallway just becomes infinite. So no, no matter how fast you run or how far you go or how fast you run or no, no matter what you just cannot escape this hallway it feels like that almost yeah uh and it keeps going you get more of these shots of just like this d- d- distorted house because everything's mm-hmm. weird like all the toys are on the wall now uh you're getting all these upside down shots of the house mm-hmm. and then you start this- getting these uh images <laughs> this one every single person in the theater either gasped or screamed at this part is when it's fading in or the flashlight's turning on and off on and off Mm -hmm. and when it turns off you see the yellow eyes in the middle of the screen oh yeah yeah and then it turns back on in the phone and then the phone rings super loud every single person either gasped including myself or screamed in that theater (laughs) it was such an intense moment yeah (laughs) well that's that's how you can tell whenever a jump scare is earned yes because there's Mm -hmm. there's only two parts of this entire movie that could be considered a jump scare and it's the ringing of that phone or whenever that hand grabs on the wall. Yeah. And I didn't see that once. <laughs> yeah. But like because it builds up the tension so much bre- are going up to both of those scenes, like they both feel very earned. Yeah. And like yes. it, this movie doesn't just like throw scares left and right at you. It like yeah. it really, really builds that tension before you get to yeah. that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you get more shots of the house and just more ideas of everything's repeating over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Who knows at this point how long Kevin has been in this nightmare. But it ends with a black screen. And slowly you see this yellow, almost face. Yeah. Kind of it's not. It's distorted. It's, it's of... like, you know, the human brain just sort of, um, I guess. It almost, there's two feelings that came to me whenever you see this face at the very end of it. It feels almost like you're like, it's very dark in your room. And like your parent came in to say like, hey, like everything's fine, but you can't really see them you just recognize the voice Mm -hmm. it kind of feels either like that or like staring into a mirror when it's pitch black inside of a room and you can kind of see the face but not really so your brain kind of fills in the details of what exactly you're seeing because like in my mind like both of the eyes were black and like so was the mouth but like the mouth was like going into like this weird distorted smile back and forth uh, which I think the film grain sort of yeah and it's like it's all within the film grain but like it's almost like you kind of see a face but not really and so your mind is filling in the blanks of what exactly you're looking at your human brain I forget what it's called it's there's a name for it but like it's where people like humans like look at something and they just see faces and things yeah which I have that yeah, I mean, everybody does. That's just, like, how the Well, brain there's some works. people who don't have it as much. Like, I, I can stare at the spackle on the ceiling and find, like, yeah. faces all over the place. Yeah, and that's just what, that's what we do. So that's kind of what it looks like, which is not really, like, it, it just doesn't seem right. But you see a face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you hear Kevin ask, what's your name? Do you have a name? Mm-hmm. And the voice is just like, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. And it's like, who are you? And I swear you see the face smile huge at this part. Yeah. I don't know if it does, but I swear you see it. <laughs> That's a, it looked like it was smiling to me too. And it was like, almost like uh, the weird, like uh, 
oh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Like the smiley face that you would see on like the Walmart logo, smiley yeah. face almost, yeah, but yeah. it's like that, but on a human face. Yeah. yeah. And then it fades to black. The end. You get, so you see the end on it. You don't get any credits because the credits play in the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the most genius things this movie can do. Because it doesn't leave you with like this, oh, and here's the people who made it. Like, thank you all very much for watching my movie. It ends with the end. That's it. It's over. Yeah. Silence. And in the theater, that destroyed everybody. Nobody got up for like five minutes. It was, it said <laughs> they the had end. to sit there and the just... lights came on in the house. The movie was over. There's no more to project. Everybody just sat there. <laughs> it was so had... fucked. <laughs> it's one of those like you had to like really absorb like what the fuck just happened. Yeah. yeah. And you like, I guess. I guess it's over. I guess I go back to life now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm probably going to butcher this. I think it's pareidolia is what it's called, where you just see faces and things. Yeah, I think you got it, man. Okay, yeah, I guess, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is spelled P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A is the name yeah. of it. But it's, you know, seeing faces and things wherever there's not a face there, but your brain puts a face there. Yes. And this movie is chalked to the fucking brim with that kind of imagery. That's basically what this movie is yes where there's like i said before like it's there's it doesn't give you a lot so your brain just fills in all the gaps yeah it's <laughs> sort of yeah i that's what this whole movie is honestly. this whole movie is since i watched this movie and this isn't a joke uh this is a real problem i'm having now <laughs> i cannot be in a dark room alone I can't. There has to be a light on somewhere. There has to be another person. If I'm if I'm like playing a game or like watching TV, that's fine. There's light. I cannot be in a pitch black room by myself anymore. This movie fucked me up. <laughs> I, I hate to say it because what I was saying before about, you know, I lived seven years in a house where I dealt with this almost every single night. I weirdly got used to it. So I think this movie traumatized me less because I dealt <laughs> with that trauma early on in life. Same here. Because like. Like I said, like having a porcelain doll with its glass eyes reflecting off of the light coming out and like just staring at you and not really being able to see the face of it, but seeing the eyes staring at you or like seeing curtains that probably aren't moving, but they look like they're moving or like every now and then, like which is how I know, know I had sleep paralysis because like that's what everyone told. Well, at least that's what everyone told me it was, <laughs> even though this only happened in this one house. But, you know, I digress <laughs> is like every now and then, like if I didn't look at either of those, I had to look or down the doorway and if the door was open which they normally kept it open because our cat used to come in and out of the room our willy-nilly and he would scratch on the door if we closed it for whatever reason. I would just see like a shadow of something like on the corner of the door and it would just Mm -hmm. like move away or like move towards it. And like that kind of repeating of going back and forth happened a lot with that too. Um, (laughs) To be honest, I experienced some of that when we lived in that farmhouse too. But I was also a very young child and like... It I mean, that farmhouse is kind of fucked up, though, too. It was a creepy house. It was. And I lived... Uh, uh, well, I my room was upstairs, and it it wasn't a landing. It was, like, way bigger than a landing. It was, it was much like, bigger. Than, it was almost a, another room. Yeah, it's basically it was. another room, and there's a room on... My, my older brother's room on one side and my sister's room on the other, but the room that I stayed in generally, which... I, rarely ever slept in because it was creepy had that giant window and like two big trees outside so there was a lot of shadows going in there and it always terrified me as a child like I always like either had to sleep downstairs or with my sister (laughs) like and yeah it was the same feeling that I had with living in that house too and like other weird creepy things happen in there which is probably a whole other conversation but (laughs) yeah like 
that was definitely a problem that we had in that house in particular. And like, I've had it in some other places, but definitely was the strongest in that house in particular. Yeah. Well, I did stay in that house quite a bit yeah. when you lived there. When uh, every single time that I had a friend over, whether it was Drya or somebody else, they always had to sleep on the bottom bunk because Have no one to. could actually stomach sleeping on that top bunk because <laughs> of how scary it. it was. Seriously, couldn't fucking do it. That the top porcelain bunk, dolls scary. are just scary anyway because they're like, because probably because of glass eyes, it always looks like the eyes are following you. Yeah, uh, especially when they're re- reflecting off of like whatever yeah. little light is going in that room. So here's the other thing. Depending on how you feel about paranormal things, there is. Uh, so I, I want to believe in paranormal things. I don't. I don't believe in an afterlife, but I want to believe in paranormal things somehow. I don't understand why. Yeah. But <laughs> in that house that you were living in, mm-hmm. somebody did kill themselves. Yep. Uh, I don't know if it was right before I moved in or if it was like years, like how long it was before. But yeah, we always heard stories of like, oh yeah, that's Jacob. Yeah. Because a man named Jacob uh, did end his life inside of that house. So like, I don't know. This is just my personal belief, whether or not you want to like say it's paranormal or just scientific, which is just energy. I think a lot of places can have bad residual energy from certain things. Um, (laughs) Whether or not you believe this or not, I don't care. But I think there could be, I don't know. I, I think like places and things can carry bad or like good whether energy. it's just bad energy or it's a spirit or yeah whatever you want to call it maybe not even a spirit i don't know if i believe in spirits i believe more in like just the energy of something there yeah and like this it could possibly be even scientific i don't know how much bullshit that is or not but this is just what i not trying to downplay it but like most yeah. people would just call it bad juju <laughs> so i was gonna say bad I juju mean, yeah. there's a lot of names for it a lot of things people put to it there has to be something to it yeah i mean yeah throughout yeah. all of humankind so. it's something people say a lot is just because science can't explain it doesn't mean it's not there yeah exactly science can't play, explain a lot of things at first and then later it does yeah. And it's like, oh, that's the reason why this whole fucking thing was going this way? Okay, well, yeah. okay, cool. I mean, sometimes you just go into a place and you just feel something yeah, is true. off and not great. And that's how I felt in that in our, that old that farmhouse. Old farmhouse? Yeah. I don't have many memories of that because we moved out when I was two. I, I did, have some. But... I did see shadows and stuff in that house, too, when I was a kid. Yes. Um, Went back later as a teenager to that house completely abandoned by the mm-hmm. way when we went back went into it that is the second scariest place i've ever been in my life <laughs> quite easily uh that place has a terrible feeling to it yeah. i didn't like being in there at all it's a really uh, old i house, swear too. i saw faces and people everywhere yeah. when you went in there that oh man when i was a teenager we went to a bunch of haunted places that was our thing but like yeah. that what that was one of those places where like this place is wrong somehow i don't know how yeah and yeah. it always just felt like that as a kid i don't know it was because the bad childhood and just just the whole bad vibes of horrible parents or you know whatever Who knows, man um or just the place itself because it was so old and like there was I, just something to it and i when don't we know. went back as teenagers i remember like at one point in time there was a hole in the wall Mm-hmm. And some of the insulation we found newspapers going back to like the 1930s. Was it gone now? <laughs> the house? Yeah. No, the hole. 
I mean, There's the entire house here. is it's gone, gone now. now. The entire they house is torn down it. now. There's a hole here. It's gone now. Oh, <laughs> oh the set of sand thing? <laughs> no, Silent Hill. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Silent Hill 2, duh. Um, speaking of Silent Hill, this uh, skin rink feels a lot like Silent Hill. 4. It, it does. It does. Has... Well, PT, I would say definitely. Super yeah. feels like PT. It really does. Just like the whole Repeating over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I want to bring this up. I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but I live alone. And, like, obviously I'm very used to my surroundings. But I, like, I have this weird thing where I don't like to move things a lot or put things in different places because I'm so used to where they are and what it looks like in the dark that I'm afraid I'm going to, like, spook myself to thinking it's something else. <laughs> I also have a thing to where everything has to have a very specific place. Yeah, because like I don't know, because like, what if I forget that I put that there? Exactly. What if, if I, there's not actually something? If I always put it in the same place, no matter what, I can never forget where it's at. Yeah, <laughs> don't know, man. In comparison to me, of like, I'm gonna hide this here just so that way I know it's here later, and then completely forget that <laughs> I left it there until like two years later when I find it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yep, Skinnamarink, I think, just brings up, if you've ever had any kind of paranormal interaction, I think this brings that to the forefront of your mind. Yeah. I Once again, going back to that old house that I lived in and your guys' old farmhouse, this brings the same exact feeling that those two houses bring. It absolutely does. Just a weird, bad vibe, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing that I think Skinnamarink does so very well, and even the back of the box says it, is it conveys the feeling of powerlessness almost perfectly. Right. Yeah. Maybe that's why that house felt so bad, too. It's because whenever you're a small kid, you just had that feeling of being powerless. Yeah, because my crazy mother and like not having good parents that actually cared. cared. <laughs> and just like just being told like, oh, I had a nightmare. Like, well, just go back to bed then. I don't care. We kind of just I guess we kind of all just did our own things. And like, I don't know, there was just this I don't know. I guess if anybody's ever had bad parents like that, they'd probably understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I think let's get on to final thoughts of Skinnamarink here. Let's stop talking about the paranormal and childhood things. <laughs> okay. uh, Robbie, let's go to you first. Final thoughts and score on Skinnamarink. So once again, I feel like when this movie gets into its vibe, it does it very, very well. It is very much a very slow burn to get to its point, but very purposefully so. So, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, give points off because of it, but also because of how slow it is and how much static shots there are with the white noise and trying to, like, just stay awake at the beginning of it while it's trying to build its atmosphere and, like, having to try to pay attention whenever it's doing things at, like, what feels like a snail's pace at first to get to those creepy moments, to get to those scary parts of it is kind of harsh on it but it also works for this movie like it definitely is a vibe and it definitely does help a lot that like it feels like it was shot with an old vhs tape and recorded through like an old tape recorder it's very purposely done that way and it works very effectively when it gets to that point and like when it gets to that ending like it it works so well to like build up all that tension to get there but it is very hard to get to that point and like you said this is very much one of those movies either it's gonna super super affect you or it's not gonna affect you at all i think weirdly enough i might be one of the few because like it reminds me of stuff that we happened to me whenever i was a kid it kind of was in the middle like i expected it to 
things that happened whenever I was younger, I expected more to happen in this movie, but it didn't because of the vibe that it was going for. I did like a lot of the things that they did with it though. Like I remember like towards the end, it gets more surreal and like it shows that door and it feels like it's a water painting that like somebody had spilled something on. So it's all distorted. Mm -hmm. Like there's just a lot of really cool imagery and like a lot of things. And some of it might just be because my brain were filling in the gaps to make it the imagery that it was, but it worked super, super effectively Man, is the movie slow. <laughs> so, the movie is slow. And I will say, this movie demands a lot from the viewer. It does. Yeah. It, it it definitely is a movie that, like, it's not meant to so much be enjoyed as much as it's meant to be, like, picked apart and, like, really, really studied. I, I think that, sure. I think there's tons to do with that. I enjoy doing that with movies. But I think it's also a movie that is just kind of an emotion. It is. And, and it can just convey that one emotion very, very well. And I think it's okay to just be that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, like, this definitely feels like it could have also been, like, one of his mini shorts or his mini movies. Like, it could have conveyed the same feeling. It would not have been as effective if it was, like, a five-minute YouTube short. But, it, you know, it, the story could be told within that time. But it wouldn't have the same feeling. So I do say that it is probably better that it is as long as it is. Like, I wouldn't cut anything out of it, honestly, but like, I don't know. It's because it is just that one feeling. It's hard to like convey it all for like how long, because it is very stretched out, but very purposefully. So I'd say all in all, because like the ending is very, very effective of this movie too. I would, because of that alone, like the second half really picked up the pace and like really made the movie what it was for me. So I would say like it's like an eight out of ten for me for that reason. Okay, all right, Sam. Okay, so I have some interesting thoughts about this. Okay. Um, I didn't think it was that scary. Um, I thought there was like again, I thought it was some disturbing and weird parts. Yeah. But the thing about this movie, I think, I I don't know if it's so much. An in the moment sort of thing. Like, I watched it and I enjoyed it all right. And that's fine. But it sort of feels like a lingering nightmare. And that sticks with you more so than just, like, watching a movie, I guess. Just any old movie. And I think that's kind of more interesting than, you know a scary spooky movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because just the whole atmosphere and just the uh, yeah the feeling of helplessness like and just i don't know it's just a feeling man it's just a feeling and it's just like sticking <laughs> with me <laughs> it, it like going back and just thinking like i don't know i don't know if I would, well, I'd probably watch it again, but, um, as a movie, it's okay as like a fucking lingering feeling. <laughs> it's fucking terrifying and scary because it's just, like I said, it just feels like a lingering nightmare. Like you just woke up and it's just with you still. And you just have like that tightness and just like that, I guess, chills, that tension, that something is, I don't know, wrong. <laughs> it's just, that's how I feel. 
feel about it. And there's definitely a lot of scenes that I'm thinking about that I think they're going to stick with me. Like he said, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to affect me as much as it affected you, but it's it's definitely creepy and atmospheric and like, yeah, a very analog sort of film grainy sort of way, which I sure, do yeah. love that. Yeah. This movie um, is hard to put into words sometimes. Yeah. It is. So I will say, as a movie, is it that enjoyable to watch? Maybe not. But <laughs> maybe not for everybody. Like, I thought it was fine. But yeah, it is a slow burn. Um, it could be even shorter. But I think I think it the feeling that you get afterwards is kind of puts it up higher. Um. That's a say, like, I... Kind of the beginning of this movie, I expected to give it a lower score, but that second half like really grabs you. I was, I mean, I was expecting it to be scarier as a film, but it's just, it's okay if it's not because the atmosphere does it for me and just like the whole feeling of it does it for me. So yeah, I guess I'd probably give it like 8.5. Okay. All right. Yeah. As for myself... This is a movie that has stuck with me every single night since I've seen it. (laughs) When I was a kid, I was deathly afraid of the dark and deathly afraid of horror movies, which is ironic because I absolutely love horror movies and horror games. And the dark. uh, (laughs) I do like like being in the dark. Not anymore. I can't be in the dark alone (laughs) anymore. I, I, as a kid, I really did have a deathly fear of of the dark and and noises and everything. I was a scaredy cat. Uh, I would go and sleep uh, in my sister's room a lot, not Sam's. Yeah. Uh, and I once had to sleep in Sam's uh, room, and she was like, "Don't, don't look at me face the other way." <laughs> <laughs> but don't fucking look at me. Look at the ground. <laughs> um, but I was very scared. Uh, I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of horror movies because I would have intense, horrible nightmares. Those eventually went away. Found a love for horror, and I don't have dreams or nightmares or anything like that. I had nightmares the night that I watched this movie. <laughs> Whenever I have any glimpse of nightmares at this point, it is shots and feelings from this movie. This movie has stuck with me in a way that no other horror movie ever has. I cannot praise this movie enough for the things that it is able to make you feel if you let it. Again, I think this movie is challenging. It's asking a lot of the viewer. This is probably a weird thing to compare it to, but this movie is kind of a Sudoku puzzle. It's not going to be for everybody and not everyone's going to be able to get it. But for those who stick around and like really, I want to say pound it out, but that's probably the wrong word. (laughs) Pound, just give it a really good pounding. (laughs) But like really stick through with it to the end. Like it really does sit with you. Yes. It does. It does. It's it's not for everybody. And I, I don't. I wouldn't put anybody at fault if they do not enjoy this movie. Yeah. Because I think it does ask a lot, and I think it's a very specific type of feeling that's trying to convey, and if you don't want yeah. that, that's totally fine. It's kind of a hard watch if you are if you don't have any sort of attention span, or yeah. if you don't even like horrors. <laughs> yes, but I absolutely love and adore this movie. I've never seen another movie that can do what this movie has done. It's it's amazing. It's incredible. Maybe one of the best horror movies ever. It's the only horror movie I've ever seen of this type uh, at all, honestly. For me, it is a 10 out of 10. And anybody who is listening to this who hasn't decided to go watch it, if you decide to go watch it now, what I would ask of you is 
when you watch this movie, give it your undivided attention. Turn off your phone, mute your phone if you have to. Really do give this movie mm-hmm. your yeah. undivided attention. Put headphones on. Put this headphones dark on room. in a dark room. <laughs> Put your back towards your fucking closet. I think, Open it up. <laughs> I think if I watched it like that, it, I probably would have freaked out more. Yeah. Definitely watching it in a room, which it's not dark out. Yeah. There was some light coming in. Yes. No headphones. Yeah, it, it's not as spooky. It wasn't the perfect environment. No. Oh, I think it would have freaked the freaked me the fuck out yes. if I were watching it alone in my yeah. house. But here, here's <laughs> what I challenge you to do. I challenge you to go and watch it. And when you go to bed that night, I want you to lay down, face your closet in the dark, no. and stare into it. <laughs> no, that's why I always keep my closet doors closed. <laughs> and if you do not get tangibly freaked the fuck out then you're a liar (laughs) i think that's one of those things like why it didn't hit me as hard as you're expecting it to is because i feel like i've already had to deal with that it's in some level yeah sure Sure. (laughs) but i think that this movie if you let it in it it'll fuck you up yeah 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 no i do agree with that Especially if you are watching it, you know, with a good pair of headphones by yourself in the dark. Like, this movie, can, if you let it, it can fuck you up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's our thoughts on Skinema Rink. Yeah. Hopefully we convinced at least one person to watch it, because this movie is definitely worth experiencing. Because it's it is- more than just a watch. It is definitely an experience. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Sam, thank you. Mm-hmm. being here Robbie thank you yeah uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us at all you can do that we have a link tree l-a-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash l-o-i-p is going to take you to our social it's really just the Instagram at this point uh, x is fucking garbage our Facebook social media is really... on fire all social media is on fire there's not a good one out there right now at all so we kind of just post on Instagram is really it if you want to, you can check out our Twitch stream every Wednesday and Saturday, occasionally on Mondays if he's feeling it. Uh, as of the time this going up, I should have just beat Rogue Legacy 2, and Robbie should just be getting into Anodyne 2 yeah. on Saturdays. So the week of sequels. Yes. So check those Twitch streams out if you're interested in those things at all. All of the archive of Rogue Legacy will be up on our YouTube. You can find that on our link tree as well. All right. Everybody out there, have a great week. We're going to talk to you again soon. Thank you guys again. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Do, 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 do. In this house. Do, 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 do. In this house. <laughs>